of just a few days ago. It's been one week since your fair election, and you are behind enemy lines. It's uh, Tuesday, November 10th, and uh, I'm telling you, this is not something I expected to be doing on the regular, but by request, I have started this, what will be an anonymous program. It's my second episode. Hopefully, it's about 10 times better than, um, well, than the first one. And uh, if you know my background, the few of you that know me and know why I'm anonymous, uh, you'll you'll have enjoyed another broadcast that I had and can no longer perform. But um, in today's day and age, uh, you cannot express opinions that do not align with the elite, that do not align with the global media establishment. These aren't paranoid words. These are now realities. And the good news is it's not just for the few of us to talk about in, in dark rooms or online. Everybody's seeing it played out, and they're seeing it play out over the last seven days. So the the joke's on them. They they overdid it. Um, we know and, and we firmly all believe that something was stolen in this election. How much was stolen, how they did it, we have ideas. We're seeing the evidence, of course. What you hear from the press, they've all they've all lined up now. So there's no longer any Fox News, CNN. They're all the same. They have now declared a winner of the presidential election, which the media cannot do, does not have any constitutional authority. But they did it. They did it to essentially not only silence you, but to, to demoralize you, right? To to grab the narrative and to tell you, how dare you? How dare you question us? How dare you think for yourself? Just tune in 24-7 and we will tell you what you need to believe. We will tell you what we believe. And that's all you need to know. Don't question it. Joseph R. Biden Jr. is the 46th president of the United States, and essentially anything that anything good that happens now is to be credited to him and his brilliant Vice President Kamala Harris. Um, we're at a time when I say we're behind enemy lines. I'm not exaggerating. That's what's happening. This is a message to you to help you uh, digest all of this news that they're throwing at you, and to give you a a synopsis of what is happening. Because that's what they're going to do. They're going to confuse you. They're going to throw a lot at you. They're going to essentially keep asking for proof. And everything that Donald Trump and his team are doing is just a distraction. And it's just Donald Trump being a sore loser. Which, in fact, he has tremendous legal standing in multiple states to potentially overturn the election. But in the very least, put a the, day, the light of day on fraud and uh, misconduct conduct and election impropriety that has gone on for decades. Everybody's known the rumors. Everybody knows what's happened in Chicago. If you Google Philadelphia and elections, you'll know that this happened this year. These are corrupt individuals that got carried away this time. They took it too far and they did it against the wrong guy. Because if we had a John McCain or a Mitt Romney or a Jeb Bush, there'd be this, you know, we, we just need to do what's right for the country. And they'd step back and they'd take a knee they'd bend the knee that everybody wants you to take and they wouldn't be in the fight and they would congratulate Joe Biden and let him and his goons steal this from you. Now, today, the Arizona, um, again, like I said, it is now we're at uh, November 10th. So we're exactly one week after the election. Arizona has not been called. It's going to be very close. My guess is they did what they needed to do to edge it out for Joe Biden. But we do know the media rushed to call Arizona, particularly Fox News and the Associated Press, and that was ridiculous. Anything that's going to come within even 100,000 votes should not have been called 
on election night, not the state, not the size of Arizona, but they did it just like they did Virginia, but they wouldn't do it for Texas or Florida, which were essentially wipeouts, especially when you compare it to the polls. They were wipeouts an hour after the polls closed in Texas, an hour after the polls closed in Florida. But all night, you were led to believe that Texas might be blue. You were led to believe that Texas might be blue two, three weeks, four weeks, four months before the election. That's all part of the grand ruse you've been a victim of, and now you're aware. And that's the point of this podcast is to help you be more aware of what's happening. So let's start in Pennsylvania because that's where the big battle, the biggest of a few battles is going to occur. We all know Philadelphia cheats. They're notorious for cheating in elections and being bad at giving their um, giving people individual voice in their city. It's like a mafia, and they're going to get caught. Right now, uh, Trump's legal team, which encompasses both his private attorneys and also attorneys general from Republican states, and those are the ones that have filed the first motion against Philadelphia to essentially uh, give equal protection. And that's a reference back to Florida. If you remember in 2000, that was the lawsuit that went to the Supreme Court, essentially um, protecting certain votes that Al Gore and his team wanted to throw out, namely military absentee ballots. And so what equal protection under the law means is your vote should count as much as anybody else's and fraudulent illegal votes uh, also nullifies that. And if there is an election, particularly one in Pennsylvania, that is not to be trusted, that was conducted illegally or in some way improperly, then your protection, your vote in Pennsylvania cannot be guaranteed. This lawsuit probably won't result in Pennsylvania being thrown out, but it's the first of many shots. If we were to just digest everything that's going to go down in Pennsylvania, looking at what we're seeing, the evidence that's coming out right now is the hope for Donald Trump's team is that a number of votes, we're talking in the hundreds of thousands, are thrown out because, frankly, they're illegal, meaning they were not counted properly. There were not poll observers allowed, as we know, to observe, which is required by law, to observe these votes being tallied and to to prevent illegality and blatantly and brazenly as they are in Philadelphia they just blocked Republicans from having access or they put them 30 feet away from observation all of the evidence all of the sworn affidavits meaning under penalty of perjury in Pennsylvania are being collected there are many just like there are many in Michigan and other states these are people going under oath going on the record and frankly putting their themselves at risk because we know when the Democrats realize they're in trouble here they're going to lash out violently. And and so these folks know what they're up against, and they're heroes. And they're going on the record and saying, I've seen something improper. I saw illegality. I was ordered to do something illegal. This evidence will be brought to the Supreme Court, and it will be used at a minimum to nullify illegal votes. How many? I don't know. The first win that I believe will come is from Justice Alito's initial step, which is to separate segregate the votes that came in after 8 p.m. on November 3rd. Those are separated. Those are probably not going to count. I don't know how many there are, but that was the law of the land until the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania decided to change it, and they can't do that. It's unconstitutional. It will be ruled as unconstitutional, and those votes are not going to count. I would be very shocked that the Supreme Court doesn't at a minimum vote 5-4 to four with Amy Coney Barrett weighing in to throw those out. They might even be 6-3 to three if John Roberts decides he doesn't need to be popular with the Georgetown crowd and actually votes based on the Constitution, which is what he's appointed to do as the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. But we'll see. He, um, he He's the one, they think, that leaks to places like the Washington Post. And so 
we can't count on him, and that's why ACB's appointment was so critical. And what we're going to find out is really critical here in the future. Michigan's rot with fraud. Uh, they have votes. Um, one, they've got this voting machine. If you've heard of Dominion, and you've probably heard of all these glitches, at the first, you know, I heard a glitch. Okay, there was a glitch. Let me tell you, Dominion, Aegis, these software and hardware systems that are uh, selected to be the vote tally machines for these elections worked out all the glitches, okay? These people want to keep their government contracts. There was no glitch that flipped 6,000 votes the other way, just like there was no glitch if you watch a clip from about 9 p.m. Eastern, Pennsylvania flipped 20,000 votes. You watch it on the news. It flipped 20,000 votes from Trump to Joe Biden in a matter of about eight seconds. As they scrolled through the different states on the bottom of the screen, 20,000 votes were taken from Donald Trump and in that tally were added to, to Joe Biden's. And this doesn't even account for the midnight stop of counting that occurred in six battleground states, five of which have Democrat governors. So you have a shutdown of counting. Then you have witnesses in all of these states saying, no, no, people counted in the basement, counted after hours. The counting continued when all of the stop gaps and all of the, the safeguards of the election counting process were shut down. That's ridiculous. And that, again, is smoke, where there's a lot of smoke here. We moved to Wisconsin. We've got all kinds of errors there. We've got uh, more affidavits coming in. I believe in Michigan there's 131 as of a couple hours ago, 131 people in Michigan alone have gone under oath, have sworn under oath, that they saw something illegal. If not one thing only, that's 131 things. But I'm sure some of these people are testifying to multiple, multiple issues. And what you're going to find is these individuals are going to be a part of a criminal investigation. And they're going to start naming names. And you've heard of postal workers and supervisors. That's just the beginning. These federal agents that have now been uh, engaged and been essentially deputized and activated by uh, Attorney General Barr, you probably saw in the news today, they're all going out and doing interviews with their federal credentials, FBI, um, Postal Inspector's Office, uh, DOJ investigators. The first thing they're going to tell these people is if you lie to me, anything, whether you mean to or not, that is a federal crime. So not only are you suspected of committing a federal crime because they have testimony from somebody that says you committed a federal crime, don't lie to me. Because if you do, that's going to be added on. And we're talking federal charges and we're talking people are going to flip. That's the best thing that's going to happen this week. You're going to see it mount up. You're going to see allegations turn into actual charges, turn actual plea deals. These are not strategic thinkers. These people that are going to get visited by the feds, it'll be their first time. And they're going to crack. They always do. So watch for that to go down in all of these states where there have been allegations and where the Trump legal team from Rudy Giuliani all the way down are going to take, they're, they're taking names and they're taking uh, hotline calls. They're overwhelmed. Giuliani's team has had to continually hire more people to handle the allegations, of course, because a lot of them are probably not true. You got to be able to filter them through and just like, you know, opening a hotline for a missing person with a reward. You got you to gotta work through all of these allegations. But again, even if they're batting one for 10, they're mounting up. And so that's something you need to understand as you're being intentionally demoralized, as you're being beaten down all day long, whether you're watching Fox News or the cable news, which you shouldn't unless you're at an airport, uh, they're going to tell you that you're not smart enough. You shouldn't be questioning anybody and that you should just listen to them. It's spoon feed time. It's hunger games. This is what they're setting up. The elites in their ivory towers in their cities 
want to rule you. It's why they want the popular vote over the Electoral College. They want to colonize you. These population centers with their elites, with the AOCs, with the Nancy Pelosi's, with the Chuck Schumer's, with um, you know Mayor Cuomo, with de Blasio, they want the power. And, and that's why the popular vote is so popular with them, because it would take the power and focus it, make the nucleus of the power in the high population urban areas. And we would have no voice. It would all be, every campaign would focus on the West and East Coast, Chicago maybe, maybe Houston and Dallas, and that's it. Miami, it would, that would be it. Otherwise, you, you battle it out in L.A., you battle it out in New York, Seattle, and the rural flyover countries that they don't care about would finally be eliminated. And that's what's happening now. You saw the rallies. You saw the energy. It was real. Believe what you saw. Don't forget it. Know that Joe Biden outperformed Hillary Clinton in every battleground urban county, city, big cities. He outperformed her in those only and not L.A., not the other ones. If you go to cities that were not contested, like Chicago, like St. Louis, like Kansas City, he barely beat her. But out of nowhere, in Milwaukee, in Detroit, in Philadelphia, he blows away her turnout. He's 30%, 20%, 44% in one instance, over what Hillary Clinton managed to do. She was running as the first woman to be president of the United States. And you're going to tell me that potato, Joe Biden, who needed a guide, to get from the restroom to the podium was going to get turnout better than Hillary Clinton. Don't buy it. Don't let yourself buy it. And don't listen to these people that are telling you to buy it. And they're making you feel like you're wrong for questioning it. It's your right to question it. And it's also your right to keep questioning when they tell you not to. Because frankly, that makes me want to question more when they say, shut up, look the other way. No, now I really want to look. Why, why, what are you afraid of? Why are you not letting people observe the polls? Why are you concerned with us doing a recount in a close election? Why are you declaring Joe Biden the president of the United States when the electors have not met and they don't meet until December 13th, I believe, to essentially formal formalize him as president of the United States? And that's where this is going. Donald Trump's only hope of winning is that he provides enough evidence to show pattern of illegality and misconduct in all of these states. And I think he can. I don't think it's odds on that it'll be good enough, but I think he's got a decent shot to show the Supreme Court that these elections were a farce and that every voter was not protected, that every vote was not counted because many thousands were nullified by illegal votes. You have vote curing in some of these states for Democrats only and not in Republican counties, meaning a ballot comes in, it looks like trash, it's it's not signed properly, but the intent of the vote is, is seen but they really can't, can't validate that it's a legal vote and they cure it, they fix it and they count it. Guess what? I believe it's in Wisconsin. I know it was in Pennsylvania, Michigan for sure. Actually, now that I'm looking at my notes, they had ballot curing for Democrat strongholds but not allowing it in Republican strongholds. How is that fair? These guys, they don't, but see, they don't care about being fair. They don't, they continually underestimate you and they underestimate Donald Trump and I don't know why they still do it. I don't know why they thought they could pull this off on such a grand scale and do it right in our faces and they thought Donald Trump would just go away and go back to Mar-a-Lago? When has he ever done that? And how can you misread this movement so much to think that we're just going to sit back and say, yeah, that looks fishy, but I guess Joe Biden got 78 million votes actually, right? I guess Joe Biden with his crowds of 20 and his 30 parked cars beat Donald Trump who had 57,000 people in Butler, Pennsylvania. I don't think that many people live in Butler, Pennsylvania. 
they were all from other states. They came in and 20% of them identified as Democrats. That wasn't just one rally. He pulled that off. He reproduced that at every rally. Democrats and then 20 to 25% of people that hadn't voted before were independents. It was their first time, maybe their second. They're called low propensity voters. And they're standing in a line in freezing weather for hours and hours, driving hours and hours to hear him speak. And you're going to tell me that Joe Biden beat him with his, with whatever it was in front of 30 people in Warm Springs, Atlanta, walking down that awkward garden staircase and forcing people to sit in circles like they're back in kindergarten. You might as well give them carpet squares. It's a joke. I mean, we should be laughing at this, but it's so serious and such a flagrant theft of what our founding fathers, good men and women, have died for. And we're supposed to sit here and say, you know what? That's okay. We lost. But we didn't. At least not until we see all votes counted. And they're right for saying legal votes. Why do we have to say legal? A vote is legal. If it's not legal, it's not a vote. It's just a ballot. And that's the key. You're going to hear people say, count every ballot. Bullshit. Don't count every ballot. You can't count ballots you found on, on the floor or came in an unmarked envelope, not postmarked in a box that was brought in through the back, which people have sworn under oath and said they saw at 2, 3, 4.30 in the morning, boxes coming in the back, those aren't votes. They're ballots, and you can't count them unless they're legal. So don't let them shape your thinking that way and then count every ballot or count every vote. Hold on a second. What is a vote? What you did when you went out and voted in person probably was a vote. Or if you filled out your legal absentee or mail-in, universal mail-in ballot, you signed with a witness, that's a vote, and that's what's counted. And now we're supposed to believe that 80% of these mail-in ballot scores, I mean, totally favoring Joe Biden, were all for him, and they're all legal, and they're all perfect. They're not, and they're going to find that they're not. And we're going to also find that um, most of these, a good number of these ballots have one person voted, one person selected, and guess who? Joe Biden. Thousands are this way. Thousands upon thousands are for one person only. You're telling me that someone that goes through opening their mail-in ballot, getting their pe pencil out or whatever the hell you mark it with, they're only going to fill out one and then go through the trouble of mailing it in? They're not even going to vote for the senator that's up for re-election or local congressman. I mean, they're not going to go straight party, take the extra 30 seconds? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't ever happen in that number, but it happened this time. All kinds of first times. I mean... Every incumbent president, based on the primary model that's predicted the last 25 out of 26 elections, now it's 25 for 27, the primary model states that every presidential incumbent with over 75% support in his or her primary, in his primary, wins. Donald Trump had over 90%. Not over 90% support in the primary running essentially unopposed, if you don't count that goofball Bill Weld that maybe got a total of 2%. He got over 75%. He got 94% in some states, but that model was wrong. Every, every candidate or incumbent that has won Florida and Ohio has won the presidency going back decades. I believe it's back to when Kennedy pulled it off against, um, no, it was Nixon, I think. It was back in like 72. Other than that, everyone before and after who's won Florida and Ohio goes on to win, except this time. It happens to be at the same time Joe Biden had record turnout in battleground states, in the same states where election counting, where uh, ballot counting was shut down at midnight, in the same states where you went to bed on Tuesday night that gained thousands and thousands of votes, hundreds of thousands in these dumps, right? 
138,000 plus in one dump, all for one guy. Boom, there goes your number. There goes your lead in Michigan. No way. And they picked the wrong guy to try to pull that off on. Would they think we weren't watching? We think we'd be like, well, you know, Joe Biden's a Democrat and it's Michigan. No, no, no. Trump did the rallies there. Trump had the energy there. The pollsters that nailed it in 2016 had Michigan going by three or four points this year. Had Wisconsin even or a couple points. Had Arizona going by three or four points by the end. Now, they all said Pennsylvania's shady and that Trump was going to have to win by four or five. Trafalgar's guy, Robert Cahagy, said that in a number of interviews. He said, you know what? Trump's going to have to win by four or five in Pennsylvania to overcome the corruption. It's known. So we're going to find it again. They've found it before. They're going to find it again. It's just how much. I think it's going to be a lot. I think in cities like Detroit, like Milwaukee, like Philadelphia. Oh, and don't forget Atlanta, right? Atlanta, same kind of thing going on there. I think they overdid it because we know what Trump derangement syndrome is. We've seen it on social media. We've seen it at holidays with our family members who couldn't tell you why they voted for Joe Biden. This was just a Trump removal campaign. And there's no way you can generate that many votes when you're just trying to get people to go away from somebody because there was no one to go towards. It was just a D next to his name. Joe Biden was nominated because it was his turn. Nobody thought COVID would even give him a chance or give any Democrat a chance when unemployment was at 3% and we had this incredible economy. We had peace in the Middle East, both with countries like the Sudan and United Arab Emirates. We have criminal justice reform. We have things that no president's ever done. They knew they weren't going to win. But Joe Biden bought a chance with COVID, and that's why they tried to cram it down everybody's throat as being Trump's fault, as opposed to China, who clearly, in some way, shape, or form, let this happen intentionally, whether it was the virus itself or just sitting on shutting down travel and closing it off. China did something, and they got what they wanted. Big surprise, the candidate that your media is telling you is president of the United States is the guy that China loves, is the guy, without a doubt, with Sinohawk, the Chinese partnership that his son set up based on his dad being VP. It just so happens that that guy is being declared the unanimous winner and is now POTUS and is already running the COVID solution. It's crap. You know it. Don't let these people, because you're going to slip. You're going to turn on Fox News. You're going to turn on something. God forbid, you might be one of the five people watching MSNBC, and they're going to beat you down. It takes a matter of seconds. I've fallen for it. All of a sudden, you're going to start thinking, wow, I guess Joe Biden won. He won because it was given to him, they cheated. And they cheated in a number of ways, and they also ran sloppy elections that just happened, you know, glitches. They all went one way. How come every glitch went one way? Because they weren't glitches, okay? They jacked with it. And there are a number of these machines in Michigan, in Arizona, that will be looked at. And manual vote recounts are going to happen. Audits will happen. There will be people looking over the shoulders like they should have been the first time to validate these votes. And you're going to find a lot are going to get thrown out. Don't let the left's premature celebrations um, assuade you or influence you. That's their mistake. Give it about three or four days. I'll be back on tomorrow, but we'll talk about it. We're going to start seeing the tide shift a little bit, and you're going to see the fear. And you're going to see the mainstream media ignore it until cases start getting ruled in Donald Trump's favor. When votes are ordered to be recounted or re-audited, when certain things come out and when they go to the Supreme Court after the Affordable Care Act gets ruled on, wait, wait until that one goes down. But you wait. When this starts turning against the Democrats, they are absolutely going to start melting down and they're going to do it right in front of your face, even though they hadn't lost yet. That's going to tell you how guilty they are. 
the ones at the top are going to start getting nervous. And the calls for Donald Trump to concede are going to get more violent. You're going to see people like Chris Wallace do what he did before a couple of days ago, compare Ted Cruz to a Japanese soldier who refuses to surrender, thinking the war is still going on. They're getting nasty because they all hate Donald Trump. Don't for a second think Fox News because at one point they leaned right. They were Trumpists. They weren't. They hate him because he talks about fake news and he didn't discriminate. He means everybody. Even though he said CNN sucks, he said fake news and he called them out because they were ridiculously biased. And it was Tucker Carlson who interviewed Bob Alinsky and exposed what is a lock against the Bidens as far as this Chinese um, partnership and the illegality. That's a lock, uh, especially if we can maintain the Senate. They will look into that, and the DOJ will too, and they'll move quick. That was Tucker Carlson. That wasn't Fox. Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity run Fox News from a talent standpoint, and guess what? They were at their lowest ratings ever this week. We're talking ranked 12th, 13th, 14th when they consistently in the past would rank number one and number two on evening cable news. So they are going to take heads. They are not happy with what their network's doing or what they did by calling Arizona, and there will be real accountability. I'm hoping, as I've stated before, that one of those two leaves, that they find something like Newsmax, which everybody listening should be using on YouTube. They're 24-7, and they go to somebody like that, and they're also on certain cable channels for a little bit extra money. So I would recommend if you need news and you want to turn something on, Use Newsmax. Start looking for alternate media on YouTube. There's plenty of conservatives that are going to break down what is really going on, and I'm going to try to help you do that too. But to close, watch Philadelphia, watch Georgia, and watch Michigan in the next couple days. Nevada is going to come out. There's lots of accusations of fraudulent, illegal ballots. Well, fraudulent's different, but illegal ballots people cast out of the state, um, close to 10,000. You're going to see other vote counting bias that's really going to be big in nevada where democrat votes votes for joe biden are treated differently than republican again it's going to stack up it's going to be a lot i'll i'll look at the news tonight and tomorrow and i'm sure as soon as you hear this it's already going to be updating and i'll have another show on and hopefully can answer more questions um my tone will not always be this serious but like i said the t the title serious we're, we're literally behind enemy lines you have people that openly flagrantly without shame did not want your vote to count. This isn't just double speak. This isn't just a way that, you know, we're not doing what the Democrats do to talk about disenfranchisement to scare people. I want to scare you because it happened. And I want you to be motivated and I want you to be active, listening. Don't let them don't let them turn you away. The Constitution is on your side. And to close, know this. If the Supreme Court decides and they have the power, they can kick this back to the electors. There's one from each state. And guess who they favor? Donald Trump. They're based on the state legislatures. I'm doing a little more research on what that looks like. But any state can do that. And the Supreme Court can order the states to do that because our founding fathers, the geniuses they are, or they were, they built a system based on knowing that this could happen, knowing that votes could be stolen, that there could be cheating. Think about it. Back when they wrote the Constitution, you had to ride miles to vote. You couldn't just do a revote. And the votes weren't even protected by any kind of computer authenticity, any kind of um, security measures. So they thought this could happen, that this could be corrupted. How is the president then decided? How are the people's voices represented if a vote for each person is corrupted and cannot be trusted? They hand it back to the people we elected locally. And that's the key. So it's not exactly our democratic voice. But it's based on our republic that our representatives who we voted for 
can speak for us in this emergency situation. So have faith that that can happen. And that is really probably the best hope for Donald Trump, other than getting so many votes thrown out based on clear illegality, clear fraud, and that a recount would turn his way. So there's two ways to this. So don't let, again, don't let anybody convince you or sell you that this is futile, that Donald Trump is wasting his time or money that he needs, and he's collecting quite a bit. Keep the faith, all right? And even though we're behind enemy lines, this could change in a month. It really can. And we're going to see change in just a few days, and I'll be back to talk to you about it. And I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you have a chance to share this with anybody, please share it. It's Excellence in Podcasting. My name is Arthur. Uh, for those of you that might know me, I appreciate your support. Most of you don't, and it's going to stay that way. Again, God bless, and uh, you know, uh, keep the faith, and I'll talk to you soon.